Excuse Wrap it me? up, nerd. Alright, I don't know what this is called, and I don't care. Two, three, four! Yes, welcome to the very chilled out Star Trek, uh, chilled out show that we've started every Sunday, but well, not every Sunday, every occasional Saturday or Sunday, uh, just for a, a bit of fun for us to relax and talk about Star Trek. I am Captain Arnold, as you well know, joined by the very own Big McLarchuge here, uh, who is whiskeyed up as normal, and joining us, uh, Mr. Walt Keenig, not the Walt Keenig you all know, the, but the one we all know. <laughs> oh, it's Fra- Frag, you don't like Star Trek, oh well, never mind. Uh, Cranky's going to be joining us in a minute as well, sadly, or stars could not be with us this week but uh we wish them well and guys how has your week been this is chilled out let's relax let's relax and chill out because this is this is our time Big, yes what is the whiskey of the week oh well okay so uh yeah we can start with that it is the uh the ardbeg wee beastie uh Aye. which yeah this was a christmas present that uh, i am really quite enjoying so have you have you bought um, a whiskey for yourself but, ever, or do you, are they all presents? No, uh, well, okay. So, in in effect, yes, I buy most of them with the money that is made by me for the household, and then my <laughs> wife will just go off and buy stuff with it. Very nice. So, yes, but no, I I do end up with you know maybe two or three bottles of stuff <laughs> through you know various holidays. But I, I do want. I, I think it it needs to be said. It's like nothing says chilled out like blazing punk rock. Oh, hell yeah! Just to get the I, whole thing started. I can't remember what it was. I was listening to. I think I was listening to Never. Oh no, it was right. It was the Nevermind the Buzzcocks theme song. If you've never heard that, I was just listening to that, thinking like that would make a really good show intro. And I thought, well, we don't really have any other shows on the timelines. Talks so like fuck. I'll do it for the chilled out one. <laughs> But we've been saying we need to rename it anyway. I put a post up on on our Discord about, like, guys, we need some rename ideas, and there's some good ideas. So it might get renamed in the future. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe it'll be something more appropriate. But Chilled Out seems to be working since we are here just talking about Trek. (laughs) Well, yeah, and that was the other thing. It's like, this is an awful lot of production for (laughs) our kind of sometimes show that we kind of do that has absolutely no plan or no notes whatsoever. Yeah, like actually, since since we're just talking, uh, we have a running uh, document that is our show notes. Oh yeah, it's made the name the name has come up before. I think it's, it's show show notes uh, parentheses actually the one yeah. <laughs> is the the name of the document, uh, and it's actually usually pretty pretty meticulously laid out. Like this is all the things that we want to talk about. You know, on a good week, might get through seventy-five percent of it before yeah. we hit the by the three-hour two-hour mark, mark of yeah. the show. Yeah, and it's like, all right, well, we're we're, we're going to save all the rest of this for next week. But for this this show, uh, we have there's nothing. There's absolutely yeah. There's there's no notes. There's no plan. No. We have no idea what we're going to talk about. We're just here, and I'll drink to that. Speaking of no plan, Walt, how did you feel about five minutes ago when I said, "Do you want to come on the show?" <laughs> 
Yeah, it sort of sprung on me a little bit late. Um, yeah, those of you in the UK, uh, maybe in a similar situation to me, you know, Sunday evening, you know, just sort of, okay, last, you know, before work on a Monday, you know, wife's watching Call the Midwife. Oh, that's you know, what my wife's doing, oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah. Timeline talks. Oh, yeah, I forgot they were streaming. Oh, I chilled out. And then, like, two seconds later, are you on? Oh, God. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, no, uh, she, she she gave me the look. She gave me the look. I think we all had the look from our wives, oh. like, off you go, then go and play with your little friends. And then, yeah, so, um, yeah. Fantastic. So you're stuck with me, guys. <laughs> we're not stuck with you. No, we're never stuck yeah. with you if you're invited. <laughs> well, and, and on that well, note, the, 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 everyone else. <laughs> Oh, go ahead. We got plenty so everyone of time. else is stuck with me. The you know the people, uh, the viewers here that uh, come uh, to see Stars and Auto, and they've got me instead. So you're one of our honoured guests. You've been on before. It's fine. Everyone loved you. Uh, Cranky will be on it a bit as well. Hopefully, he said he's getting his stuff sorted out. But um, uh, how was your week? Look, I've just had a wonderful week off, and I do have to apologise to everyone as well because I was planning a timelines talks this week. My wife came round, went, you know, got three days off, and I've booked us a spa, and I was like. Oh, okay, I guess I'm not then. <laughs> I was like, fine. <laughs> so this is like the best, next best thing you can get to our show that we won't be having on Wednesday. I need to encourage one of you guys to start the stream up as well. Start doing it that, so. <laughs> okay, we've got a question. Can you please ask your guests, what is your favourite Star Trek ship and why is it the whale probe? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, this is actually not a question that I've given any amount of really serious thought. Yeah, well, because I, I know that, you know, people have their ships of the line calendars and their technical manuals, so they, you know, go through all the fine details of all the ships and stuff. But I don't know. It's just like I, I've always been drawn to the, you know, the, the, the people and the philosophies and, you know, the moral dilemmas, that kind of stuff. It's like mm. the tech stuff is there. It's cool. But it's it's never been something that's been a, a primary driver for me. I mean, obviously the the Enterprise D is going to have an outsized uh, part of my heart as it's the show of my youth and it was my entry into Star Trek proper. Mm -hmm. uh, so I mean, you know, I mean, like the Defiance, cool. Yeah, yeah, little. Um, but yeah, I, I, there's going to be better people to answer that question than me. So, but so somehow I managed with, to get about uh, a, a minute, a minute of talk about it. So <laughs> a minute of talk, I don't know anybody else, uh, a couple yeah. of enterprise refits in the, in the chat. And I'd say, yeah, that's, that's a good show. That's probably like, I, I have thought about this question quite a lot. Like, you know, what is my, my favorite, what would I have like adorned across my wall and, or like the little, you know, the little models that I've got, like, what would I have? And it just turns out that it's all of them, <laughs> unfortunately, but I'm a sucker <laughs> for the classic Excelsior, uh, variant from, you know, the one we all know from, uh, search for Spock and, you know, from the early, you know, USS hood and all that. I'm kind of a sucker for that de design. Mm -hmm. That's quite nice. What about you all? What would be your go-to, um, Star Trek class of ship it doesn't even have to be Federation. You could say, "Oh, I've got a, I've got a bit of a thing for the Burel Bird of Prey." <laughs> well, I've I've got a bit of a thing for like all the Romulan ships. Oh, you know, interesting. I like you know the the Derek, yeah the Derek's Warbird. You know when that you know first came in the next generation, it's like, whoa, holy moly, that is some ship. You know, obviously it's massive, and I like the Valdor. 
you know, even looking back you now, the old classic, the classic bird of prey, and even the fact that you know that the new bird of prey that we all know and love, most of us love, was originally meant to be a Romulan ship. You know, when they wrote oh, the script true, yes. for Star Trek Three, wasn't it? it was there. It was going to be a Romulans that they were going to bring in, and then they changed it to um, Klingons. I don't think they did any redesign on the ship because that's why it's a bird of prey. Oh, really? I didn't know that. So you know, all those ships, all those. Uh, if I'm right or wrong, somebody in chat tell me this. If I've got this completely <laughs> wrong, um, but yeah, you know, so all them, all them Romulan ships I love. Um, from the Federation, you know, again, um, yeah, Enterprise A, not necessarily, necessarily the refit, but the Enterprise A, I kind of, kind of like, and obviously, mm. you know, we'll all. We'll all a, a spot in our heart for the ND, don't we? So I, I'm kind of lukewarm on the D. I don't know why. Like it's it's an iconic ship. But I've never, I've never kind of like thought of it as one of my favourites. I'm more of I don't, it, like like people say it feels too much like a cruise liner. <laughs> it's very mm-hmm. and I think it's like the interior matches the exterior. I love the Next Generation, one of my favourite series, but the D has never been my favourite ship. Well, I will say that there there is something to be said uh for the the enterprise c also hmm. in that it's kind of that middle ground between an excelsior and a galaxy class it's like it's got components yeah. of both of those things i i find kind of interesting uh so a Man, small, Doug, Doug small Drexler was too. like the, the and the people that designed the starships like have you, if you've ever seen the work they put into them like the big scale models and the design work i, I used to have a book somewhere i don't know what happened to it. it was the one of the design documents for star trek first contact and it went through all the sort of like the sketches and the different designs they had for the enterprise e and it was absolutely fascinating it's really like the amount of work that gets put in is is, is brilliant and like I, lo- I love how a lot of that crew are now working on the ships today like um the discovery and um some of the sort of more modern um reimagining reimagining of ships is sort of led by that same team who are sort of taking the same philosophy and evolving it forward it's, it's been quite cool to see as well yeah and then like also stuff like updating the uh original romulan bird of prey for star trek picard mm. that, oh i've got that uh, here, actually I've got that right in front of me uh, come on here we go look at that there you go <laughs> yeah even, even with the bird of prey on the bottom which i didn't actually know until i got the model i didn't realize it still had the uh the classic yeah yeah it's a tasty model that's cool and now i've got to try and put it on his stand yeah. again which is always a nightmare with eagle moss stuff <laughs> just don't fall off don't fall off oh i fell off fuck never mind <laughs> it'll stay there <laughs> One try. That's all you get. There's one try. Um, chat, weigh in. What is your what is your favorite Starship uh, design? Since Frag has uh, woefully opened the doors on this subject for us, uh, go on. Okay, let's let's go with. Since we started this last week, what is least favorite? Least favorite design of. And I'm going to add a crinkle to this. What's your least favorite Federation design? And it can't be the Jaeger because that is everyone's least favorite. That's cheating. <laughs> mm. Uh, I mean, what's the, the the easy answer is that uh, what is it? The Enterprise J from oh, Enterprise. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, yeah, because that, that uh, nah, that's just that's a that's a preposterous ship that makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, it's from the future. Yes, yes, it's it's made of future, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So that's. That's an easy choice for me. Let me think about it some more, but that's just the first one that comes to mind. Oh, I forgot to mention, sub-triggers should still be on as well. Um, So if anyone wants to spam those this chat, why not? Go for it. (laughs) Go on, what's what's your least... Please, save us from ourselves. I'm struggling struggling to... uh... 
I'm struggling to think of a, a, like a least favourite federation ship, you know, which because every one of them I kind of got. I can see something I like about it. I mean, maybe uh, dare I say. Uh, Discovery? I like the concept for the detached nacelles, yeah. yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the I, mean, I like the concept and obviously a lot of them like the series, but just mm. the actual I don't know, maybe just think about the ship itself doesn't it just seems a bit I've, I've definitely warmed mm, up to it because I remember like, the first teaser they launched sort of back in was it twenty sixteen, seventeen? And they basically basically the whole teaser was just the discovery launching and it looked hideous. I think it was like a, before they rendered the ship properly. And it looked I was just looking at going, Oh gosh, they've taken that design. Like it was used to be the old what was it, the Probert design from uh, the phase two of Star Trek when they were going to completely re design the Enterprise and they were going to sort of make it that triangular shape and there's concept art out there, go have a look if you've not seen it, that is pretty much yeah. identical to Discovery. And a part of me was just like, I'm glad they've taken the idea, but I was like, uh, no, this looks horrible here. But that being said, I actually really love the look of Discovery sort of as it sort of, it's grown on me as I've watched the series, definitely. I know, Big, you're not a huge Discovery fan as it is, but I... Yeah, yeah I've just seen a comment in chat. Hmm. I've seen a comment in chat about the Excelsior from Damar. It's like... Interesting. Um, see that episode... Um, I can't remember what's the name of the episode where... Um, Homefront, is it? Whatever it's called. Oh, where the Lakota. Cisco goes back and they've got... Um, the Lakota. And when he goes, yeah. when the Defiant sort of flies over the top and, and it just... The nacelles just look like... It's like... Oh, they just like yeah, that's the, um... welded on a bit of cardboard or something like that. It's like, well, there's a story ooh. behind that. That's the, Excelsior the class, is, isn't it? Because it, they they wanted to use the Excelsior for the Enterprise B, and back in the next generation, when you look at the wall where all the ships are, the Enterprise B is an Excelsior class starship. Mm. But when they went to film generations, well, yeah, because the one, oh yeah, go ahead. yeah, no, no, yeah, the the the, the model was damaged, <laughs> and the only way they could fix it was bolting on these extra bits so come star trek generations they'd made the excelsior refit so that's that's the story behind there i i, I quite like it i quite like the sort of i don't mind the chunky nacelles i think it gives it a bit of girth but i do prefer the classic excelsior i would say <laughs> all your starships need a bit of girth come on <laughs> uh can't, i mean can't beat a bit of girth yeah I'm just looking through. Uh, uh, red alarm! Red alarm! Red alarm! Thank you, Mato Kekabana, Ke Keguibana, for joining, <laughs> for following. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Nebula class that looks pretty stupid. Yeah. Um, that is kind of like a bad yeah. galaxy kit bash, isn't it? It's just like they took the galaxy and went. Thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like just take the dish off and you know, mm. just like shuffle bits around and. It's like you've got all the same number of Legos, but you've just got to move them around <laughs> to different places. And so, yeah, I'd say that looks pretty dumb. Uh, I'm going to go. Because there's a specific class of ship. Sorry, no, God. No, please, go ahead. And now you talk. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, one I always find ugly, but other people don't, which you'll have to try and explain this to me. But uh, what is with the Oberth class? I don't like that. Like, I, I am a... I don't know if I'm just a bit of a stuck in the mud for my, like, my Federation Starship design, because they have to have a saucer and a neck and the cells, and the Oberth was a bit like... Mm. Uh, that's uh -huh. the, the the globe one? The uh, the the Pasteur? That, was that Oberth class? Or is that no, a, pa a no the Oberth was the Grissom in Star Trek Three. Crazy! Oh, yeah. and you that was the one I was trying to think of. Yes. 
and yeah, mm. I, I disliked that one. That was the that was Hello, the class everybody. Because... Hi. Mm. How are we okay, doing? Cranky. Very quickly. You've, this is the, this I've is missed the everything so missed. far. <laughs> yeah. No, the only conversation you missed is uh, what are you drinking? Well, I'm just pouring it now. I'm drinking a Kingslayer. Oh. Double IPA. Oh, Buxton. Buxton's not bad. Yeah. A double IPA. Very You're not nice going for the triple today, are you? No, just a double this evening. I've already had one though. <laughs> So I'm a little bit loose already. Hey, perfect. <laughs> okay, next question. Next question. You're you're on the spot. Since you're late, you're on the spot. Uh, what it. is your favourite class of starship? Ooh, I always like the Romulan Warbird. In ah, see, Walt, you've got a friend. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I don't know if it's the sort of the hollow design or what. But I've always quite liked the the Warbird. Something in the uh, black hole drive that just catches yeah. your eye. <laughs> and have good taste there, Cranky. Ah, yeah. In good company with Walt. There you are. Okay, how about least favourite Federation Starship? And you cannot say Jaeger, because that's everyone. No one, no one likes it. <sighs> Find me someone in chat. If you like the Jaeger-class Starship, speak up and I will ban you. <laughs> what was the... I can't remember the name of it. What was the medical ship with the big ball at the front? Oh, you were just talking about that big. The Pasteur. Yeah, Pasteur. Yeah. All the things, yeah. Always thought that looked weird. Really interesting. I quite like that. I don't think that's bad because that's kind of like an evolution of the Daedalus class. You remember the old sort of like, TOS one that was essentially yeah. the big ball with the with the yeah. neck and the thing that was never shown. Felt on like screen. a big boat. Yeah, it wasn't shown on screen until Lower Decks recently. Like it's the first, crazy that ship has been in Star Trek canon for so long. Yeah, it's not appeared on screen until literally 2021. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. An animated show. But no, you were right. Oberth class was the one I was looking for mm. uh, because I couldn't think of the name of it. But yes, that is so. That's so stupid looking. I'm it's sorry. Weird, isn't it? It's like where you're just you're just kind of carrying the saucer section along with the rest of the ship. Essentially, it's like class. it just that looks very much like the Oberth class. It was in an episode of DS9, like I think it was the open episode of season six or something like that, and it's towing another starship, and it looks really weird. I'm just trying to find the class of it. Oh, no, it's got like a disc disc shaped front end. It's yeah. like the past over with a disc disc shaped front end. Kind of, yeah. It's really strange looking, but it's like I think I know the one you mean. Go, what is that? Who designed that? Yeah. I forget the name of it. Chat, speak up if you know it. Um, here we go. Thomas uh, Moreau. I quite like the uh, Miranda and Troyer's class. What was that? Sorry. Quite like the Miranda and I uh, quite like the Miranda and Sawyer's classes. Oh yeah. I know they're kind of sort of. Oh, Miranda's iconic. Um, like you look at Wrath of Khan, like yeah, that is. You can squish in a bit, but mm, so yeah, that's an interest. That's an interesting point that I would like to take a second on. It's like, would people like the Miranda class as much if it wasn't involved in one of the most iconic ship battles in Star Trek history? Hmm. Would it not? Would it be more of a ship design that they didn't like and turned upside down and said that's the ship? <laughs> I thought that's what they did with what it originally was. Originally, with the NX-01, with Enterprise ship, I thought, oh, they've just taken the Akira class and just turned it upside down. <laughs> it's just rubbish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always found because those, like the Miranda class and um, the newer versions as well, I can't remember what the... I'm terrible at remembering the names of them. They're always like... They're like a normal starship, but squat, sort of real squashed up. <laughs> yeah, it's just been... I always thought they looked a little bit strange, yeah. So yeah. take a starship under that, you know, can they crush it? <laughs> like, yes, they can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. The hydraulic press. 
Yes, that's yeah. the one. That's what I was trying to think. YouTube videos, Starship Edition. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guarantee someone's done it. <laughs> there is someone out oh, there. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Without a doubt. Fourth favorite ship, Roy Kirk. So, you're, Roy Kirk, you're a very traditionalist. I know you're an avid sort of not, not a fan of, of, of disco, but yeah, definitely the expert when it comes to that motion pi- picture to undiscovered country era of Starfleet design, which I, I quite like. I quite like that kind of almost sort of pseudo imperialistic kind of. They're very sort of militaristic, you know, the uniforms and even the starship design has a very good theme to it. I quite, I quite like that. Hmm. And I can also appreciate that uh, someone knows their ranks well enough to know what their fourth favorite ship is, just <laughs> off the cuff. Yeah, Roy, Roy we need that's, to know what one, two, and three uh, are now, really. You've got and then there's me, Satir, who can't even remember the name of my favorite ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the kind of commitment that I can really appreciate. Yeah, these are the kind of guests we have tonight. Fantastic. All right. No, th- thanks for both of you for, for yes. coming on. I was just good. thanks for coming on at the very very last minute. Uh, literally um, two minutes to go. Idol messaged me and said, "Do you want to do you want to come on?" <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It would have been me and Big. Well, we, we threw this fine, together. But we would have just been talking about drink the entire time. Drink and kitchen appliances, yeah. I think, was what we were talking about pre-show, wasn't it? Well, yeah, I was thinking that, that was the thing. It's like, yeah, you missed uh, Cranky. The, uh, Walt got here in time to see me finishing up doing my dishes in the kitchen before we started <laughs> the show because that's what we were doing while we were just talking pre-show shit. And uh, so this is the kind of stuff that... Uh, you know the really exciting behind-the-scenes content oh, yeah. is me scrubbing the, the bowls with a sponge. <laughs> <laughs> checking of notes. Making sure everyone's set. Run around here. I'll spend ten minutes setting up my laptop and getting everything ready. <laughs> right. Mm. No, no, it's like I literally told Idol. It's like, okay, let me know when you're going to go live in like the next minute, so I can get out of here and go back to where I normally mm. record the show from. So. <laughs> your two-minute warning here we are <laughs> your, your closet while it looks at things yes oh uh, yeah it's 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 always my closet <laughs> cranky you, I, I think you did and, this last time but you've got to give us another show who have you got on the shelf behind you uh i've got all sorts on there behind me you've got an actual klingon There's, cadre as well that's fascinating ne- next generation at the top um deep space nine klingons and borg um the wrath of khan hmm. original series mirror original series then at the very bottom, which you can't see, I've got Enterprise and then just a load of Eagle Moss shit. Oh, wow. And then I've got... The other thing you can't see is all around me, I've got boxes <laughs> full of all sorts. I've got my first contact box phaser. Oh, wow. Never been out the box. Specifically first contact as well. Yeah, I've got the Borg sphere. Never been out the box. Well, to be fair, it has been out the box to have the batteries taken out. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got loads. I've Smart. got... I've got Eagle Moss ships all sat around all around me. Nice. Yeah, I had that when I oh, moved. God. I had just to put all my Eagle Moss ships back in their boxes, and it was just like covered. Oh, that's a nice one. Is that the mirror? Like one? The uh, yeah. it is oh, the mirror one, the ISS. Wow. Yeah. Very nice. I've got all sorts. I've got tricorder. <laughs> <laughs> Man, slightly Ver- various, various stuff. I've had years of not like having my own space or anything like that, so I had to keep all my like Star Trek stuff relegated to like one desk. And now I've got my basement. I'm just like, I need to buy more. <laughs> yeah. now I filled up with everything else. <laughs> I, I could easily fill your basement. I've got all boxes hey. under my bed and everything. Careful now. You have to buy me dinner first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a request to move your camera around. Show us it all. Oh, yeah. oh really? 
I can only show this part because the rest of the room is a complete mess. Oh, okay. No, we won't embarrass um, you. Let's, <laughs> yeah. see what I, let's see what I can do. If we go, you can see... Oh, 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 oh shuttlecraft up there. We got... Nice. Do, do, do. Oh, it's all backwards. I've got an original series. Communicator, a little phaser. Another phaser nice. at the back. Uh, I've got the... Red alarm! Oh. Red alarm! Thank Red you, Boris alarm. ABC, for following... What is the this Enterprise stream? There. <laughs> this is just us talking Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, all sorts of um, random stuff. Yeah. What is this stream? This is us talking Star Trek, and then on Wednesdays we talk, talk Star Trek timelines and other stuff. And then we do other stuff as well. Star Trek adventures, all sorts of stuff. We're very yeah. random. Um, Usually these, oh. are, these are more structured. This is the... Uh, yeah, this well, is an armless data. This is uh, TNG oh, the nice. best. <laughs> oh, wow. Broken. You took it out of the box. <laughs> yeah, I took all of them out of the box. <laughs> they come prepackaged. It's only got one block left. <laughs> okay. Um, a bit of news that hit us this week because I thought we could do some news. Why not? Um, I'm, I promise we're not structured, but this just came to me. Uh, it's recently been announced that J.J. Abrams is taking over and starting to produce, and I know we've heard this loads of times before, actually a fourth film in the Kelvin Universe series. This actually came out. They said, yes, we're going ahead with it. We're not doing Tarantino's version. We're not doing Noah Hawley's version. We are going to go ahead. Chris Pine is attached, as well as Zachary Quinto and Zoe Saldana, all the rest of them, albeit Sans, um, uh, Anton... Ah, what was his name? Yelchin? Yelchin. Yes. Yelchin. Yelchin. Sadly, RIP. Um, but yes, uh, how do you feel How do you feel about a fourth film in the Kelvinverse series? I'm happy enough about it. I'm ambivalent. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a bad thing. I just, yeah. I just, I, I, wonder if, I wonder if too much time has passed. I was wondering. Uh, because I'm sorry, I'm, I'm cast. sorry. I'm very sorry to say this, but Star Trek 2009 was 13 years ago, or nearly 13. Years no, ago. no, 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 no. We sorry. don't talk about that now. I was in university, <laughs> and I still feel like that was only like three years ago. <laughs> but that was 13 years ago, which is crazy to me. I yeah. hate time. It sucks. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and and that can that can work in both directions because I mean, one of the things like you know that makes Wrath of Khan what it is, is it's it's a meditation on time passing and people getting mm. older and not being the same people that they were, uh, you know, when they were in the, the prime of their lives. So, I mean, you can use that artistically. Uh, so, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not writing it off from the beginning. Um, I mean, I, I guess we've dropped the, uh, the thread of bringing back Chris Hemsworth and George yeah, Kirk has been abandoned. In... Yeah, that was that was sort of like the yeah. rumor for the fourth film for a long time. I think. Yeah, was that a sort so... of prequel? No, I think there was going to be some time travel involved, but oh right, yeah, okay. yeah that's all I've heard. Yeah. Mm. Timey wimey shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it it's good. I mean, I th I think that the the principal cast had kind of grown into their own more realized takes of those characters by the third film. So I, I would like to see where that goes. Um, I, I don't know what you do about Chekhov at this point. Uh, if I, you just kill him off just, as a character, they just say, Oh, he's off serving on the Reliant. He's first officer on the Reliant. Mm. And that's a nice way to say like, yeah, there he is. Been recruited yeah. by section 31. Yeah. 
yeah. So I mean, it's it's all going to depend on the story. Uh, like like most things, it's 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 all in the execution. If you do it well, then you know it doesn't really matter how it got there. It's still going to be a quality product. I'm just we there was a lot of talk, and I I tend to agree that you know Star Trek's ultimate home is as a television series mm-hmm. as and. Mm-hmm something where you have more time, more episodes to grow and unfold across uh, than can really be done in a two-hour or even a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Um, you know, and there obviously have been some bright spots, and we've talked about it before, about you know, good and even great Star Trek movies, but the, the, the odds are that it's, it's not going to be some irreplaceable, essential piece of Trek. So... I, I am, I'm guarded about it, and I, I will be, I'll be watching it, I'm sure, but I'm, I'm, I have concerns, and I'm, I'm not holding it. And you know, this could be just another in a long line of them saying, "All right, it's finally happening now." Because yeah. I mean, how many times has it been like confirmed they're coming back? It's been at least three times since Star mm-hmm. Trek Beyond that I, I know off the Red top alarm. of my head. Red alarm. Thank you, Stuart Jackinson, for following. My goodness, how how are we getting all these people following on this? I had an episode. What this the Walton Cranky effect? They they bring yeah. in the viewers. <laughs> I had this with women yeah. on Star Trek Online the other day. A load of people just come in and it's like, "Oh, you play Star Trek Online? Subscribe, subscribe!" I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Carol. You need to you need to do some change in there. Uh, oh, no, oh, someone's changed glasses. Yeah. Shit, where am I in the pit? There yeah, I've changed mine, but I changed mine, but I've only got sunglasses, and I'm. Uh, hey, you never stop me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought about it, and if I hadn't been throwing this together at the very end, I, I could have brought like all of my kids' sunglasses and just random stuff, and just really go. taken the piss out of this whole thing. Uh, <laughs> but you know, some other time. <laughs> so, anyway, um, what do you what do you guys think about the uh, the Kelvin stuff and this news? Let what go? Okay. Oh, I was going to let you go. Um, I, I, I'm, yeah, a bit like Idol, really. It's been 13 years since you know, the first one, and it didn't feel like it. I mean, that, for me, that was two children ago. Um, yes. And um, while you know, I think a lot of us were sort of um, mixed views on on everything they did. Um, not not all. It's been been bad again. That you know, the, the enterprise that they've they've done. Is, done a pretty good spiffing you know imagination of that one so very much from a ship side of things um i i'm kind of thinking yeah it, it's it's been a bit too long now they they took too long so we're going to do another one they should have you know just yeah, beyond sprung was right into 2016 it so that was eight years it's been eight years more likely going to be nine ten before the next one no yeah you know right. yeah i'd, I'd no people that are sort of sort of quite a you know into darkness tends to get a lot of um, bad press. Mm. Um, not pe- not too many people are big justifiably fans of it. so. But yeah, yeah, and, and 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 I'll be honest, I didn't really too much out of Beyond either. You know, um, I, oh yeah, I liked Beyond. I thought that was I liked Beyond. Yeah, I think that's the best of the three. My, my favorite part of Beyond, and it's all I say, I know, but like my favorite part of Beyond, but just purely was. 
just for the start of it where you get a tired Kirk questioning and it reminded me very much of the start of the Wrath of Khan and it was very much he's like he's wondering why he'd still be captain and he's searching for that reason to still go on obviously there's other things wrong with that film as well but I, I quite mm. like that very humanizing and evolved version of the Chris Pine Kirk I, I quite enjoyed that sorry carry on yeah. isn't he meant to be like f- five years out of Blooming Academy or whatever you know it's not like he's yeah, forty-five year old. That, that you know, was the bit of O nine that a lot of people. Like, yeah. oh. <laughs> that was the bit of O nine that people went. Oh, he's a cadet. Think... Now he's captain. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't mind so much it springing on, but the fact that he's sick of it after five years—it's like <laughs> really five years. I've had jobs. Like staying that. power. You know? <laughs> I've had jobs like that. Come on. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I've been in the same one seven years now, and it's like yeah, that, but still, you know, it's, there's time to get you know plenty of more opportunity to be tired of what you're doing and he gets to fly around space in green skinned tees and perk so what's not to like <laughs> so the the worrying thing about this new star trek film is um the writers they've got attached to it I and mean, they're not like it's not like oh it's this person in this film they're relative unknowns they've only got one film that has actually come out in pre-production well sorry hang on one of them yeah, one of them's only got one film that's actually come out, and the other one has only got two screenplay attachments to them. They've they've got lots of stuff in pre-production and announced, wow. but nothing. They're they're relative unknowns, which is surprising. Uh, it's either a case of like Paramount have gone, yeah, just give it to anyone and let JJ helm it, or he really believes these guys are good writers. And I'm give, happy to give him the benefit of the doubt and say like, yeah, new writers great. They can be good, but also can be like, ooh, I'd like to have someone with a bit more credentials behind it. It's interesting. I'm glad they're not using the you know star trek into darkness writers fantastic but uh, yeah it's still mm-hmm. slightly worrying could be interesting yeah yeah into darkness was is sacrilege really wasn't it uh, it, it was okay to a point until he said my name is khan and i was in the cinema and i rolled my eyes the they went to the back of my head and were looking at the <laughs> behind me i just like oh my god anyone but khan would have just made that film tolerable but the fact it was khan was just like ah why mm. yeah yeah it's benedict cumberbatch it's, it's like, like the whitest person you know <laughs> and this is not a guy with it there's not like <laughs> <laughs> not rich not ricardo multiplan come on <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it's just you you went to the trouble of in the first film destroying vulcan resetting everything you could go anywhere you could tell any yeah. story you want and you want to retell the story of the second star trek film in your second star trek film one of the most popular like, stories in the star trek universe yeah <laughs> yeah it's like like how I'm, I'm going to well actually bankrupt. There. I'm going to well actually. It's like okay. a retelling of Space Seed, but we'll go on from there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but then you tell the where was Marla the Givers? Oh, that's true. Sorry. No, we had we had um, yeah. Eve instead. We had a uh, Carol. Um, uh, brain fails me. Marcus. Thank Marcus. you. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. All right. So it's it's not if it's not a retelling of of Space Seed. It's eating and swallowing space seed in five minutes of your movie so you can get on to telling wrath of khan instead because space seed one of the classic episodes of the original series was too boring for you so it's like (laughs) ah let's just get rid of all that prologue shit let's just go right on to uh swip swapping kirk and spock in their roles in wrath of khan (laughs) because that's so unique original and interesting 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get the another Khan drink thing, and then Kirk died, and there's all that. I was like, yeah. oh, come on. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of where it took a note. Yeah. There were some good yeah. bits. I like the whole link, but I like the idea that because of the Kelvin instance, Starfleet went a bit more militaristic. I like they they produced the um, the starship in that, which is quite a cool design, actually, going back. The, uh, the Vengeance. Um, mm, yeah. that was quite yeah. cool it's very menacing and very evil looking I quite liked that little sort of interplay and that Admiral Marcus was oh, have you nice um, Admiral Marcus himself Not was sure very where. much changed by the events of that and said well Starfleet's got to go in a new direction I, I liked that route they were taking to say this is how we're going to be different yes. so and that gave them options to sort of do more actiony stuff as well but yeah the resolution of it it mm. being Khan and then yeah well, and it's like in your, your your best idea for that is to go hunt down a sleeper ship with like a genocidal emperor character from Earth's past, and it's like, oh, he can help. That's <laughs> that's your plan. <laughs> I wonder what they had to say to yeah, Benedict They definitely to... could have gone a different oh, way. No, go on, please. No, they definitely could have gone. A, yeah, definitely could have gone a different way. They you know, you know even go into way um more militaristic they could have pike could have been a, a sort of a more a good moral you know we have bad morals don't we so we could have had a good good admiral pike <laughs> um we could have had some good stuff going on and john harrison you know that started out yeah. the character again was, was like really interesting and and it could have been something really cool happening and he went to chronos and, and there's like the first half of the film yeah yeah it's really good and, and then as you say it's like oh, my name is Khan, and it's like, yeah, that means nothing to Kirk. Kirk's never heard of Khan. It's the audience who meant to go, woo! And, yeah. and we just, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, and exactly, we all went, but you're not Ricardo Montalban. Yeah, yeah. you're Sherlock Khan Holmes. Yeah, you're Sherlock Holmes and Doctor Strange. Well, he was yeah. Doctor Strange then, but he would, you know, yeah. Uh, well, it, and then, then you, you, you smell then? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, and then you then you you buzz in Nimoy for a, a minute and a half. It's like, hey, who's Khan? I can't tell you. He's bad, but I I can't tell you. Uh, paycheck, please. Um, <laughs> I will give it due because and, it is Lena Nimoy's last appearance as Spock. So yes. I will let that slide. For yes. That. Yeah. Well, it's just you opened up your world and you designed it this way to sell uh, have a world a galaxy of possibilities for new stories even maybe telling a story that wasn't already told in another star trek movie you could have mined all of these other series for stuff that was maybe just on uh, in a television episode and bring that into Mm. a more cinematic uh experience more cinematic story it's just but instead you just go right down the same path that had already been gone even in the same number order as your your predecessors, so it's just yeah. Yeah, I, the the worst part of, of it got... was was there was a lot of lying as well pre-production. I remember following that film quite in, uh, closely, and when they were talking about the whole John Harriman, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch, he's not Khan, he's he's John Harriman. There was a lot of like, no, we're not retreading old ground and all this, and there was a lot of like, and then yeah. going into the film, which like what you say, well, when he says Khan and everyone goes, oh, for fuck's sake, it's because those fans of us that have been following it just kind of go, oh, you just lied, <laughs> you bastard. Mm. And that kind of fits for yeah. JJ's track record going forward onto the Star Wars, you know, we won't go into Star Wars here, but going forward into the Star Wars film was what happened with Rise of Skywalker and all that fucking debacle there as well. It's just like, oh, come on. So, yeah. Yeah. Curiously, uh, op- don't know. 
guarded for this release if if it happens because we've had at least four variants fall through so far already and it will be nine years before the last one so i was quite looking forward to uh, the tarantino track i'm a tarantino fan (laughs) yeah i love tarantino he have you read the sort of production brief for that like there was a piece came out recently that said what he was going for basically do you do you know the the original series episode a piece of the action where they go gangster. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they go the gangster. The gang- yeah. He's basically. We get gangster to, Kirk and gangster Spark. Yeah. He was going to evolve, um, basically do a new version of that, but with Chris Pine, and they were going to do a piece of the action, which would have fit Tarantino's style, but I'm not sure. Yeah. He was very excited about doing it, but it was, yeah, I'd love to see his script for that. Yeah. That could have been interesting. Hmm. But that would have been more along the lines of what I was talking about. It's like, you know, you could go back to other. Uh, mm. other episodes other stories and do something new and different well, uh, a great story that yeah. I, I read i read one of the discovery books sort of when i think it was when the first series came out um and it was based on do you remember governor kodos from the original yes. series it was based all around his story and how kirk got to meet him it was brilliant absolutely brilliant oh, story wow. like, like, and that could be that's something like that could be made into a film yeah there's yeah there's so much potential i mean there's a lot of uh, there's a few rumors flying about that they're going to do a seti alpha 5 series or definitely some more more khan stuff which i'm kind of hoping not which um let's let's loop this around as well so kind of links in with strange new worlds the new series that's coming out which why they haven't given us a tease yet or a trailer come on get on it yeah I'm really excited to see it there's a lot of screenshots been come out from that developer um thing they had um but one of the characters in there is lan Noonien Singh. I think it's Lan Noonien Singh, um, who is been confirmed, yes, is a relation of Khan's. Now this is set pre-TOS. So I'm wondering you guys, like, what's what's the theory crafting here? Are they gonna keep her an eternal mystery? Especially with Spock being there is and Uhura as well, is it's gonna make things int- uh, a little bit complicated, like skirting the canon. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. On this that one. this is the first I'm hearing of it, so I'm oh, just really? kind of yeah. it around in my head. You've not watched yeah. the... I haven't read anything. Oh really? Oh, do you want to see? Do you want to know who's in the cast? Hang on, let me find. Let me find. Because we've got it, the cast looks really interesting. Um, let me just find. Uh, um, hang on. While you're looking, Idol. Yeah, on. I mean, I've I've heard this stuff about it as well. So, um, it's you're right. It, you know, the fact that it's if it's a fit in with canon, you know, it's uh, they're going to mention. You know, or who she is, the, the the connection, or is it going to be very sort of hush hush? You know, is is Pike maybe going to know about it, but sort mm. of the other officers won't, or something like. Because again, that, that that could almost then fit because obviously what happens with Pike, so it could be something that oh, I know about your your history, I know about your record or whatever, blah blah blah, and they sort of keep it as a little bit of a sideline that sort of maybe a a tertiary story or something like that. They could mm. do something like that, but what I just don't want to see, I don't want to see. I think time travel is like it's overdone. I don't want to see yet another blooming. Oh, let's go back to Earth of twenty twenty-two. You know, Christ, no one wants to come here at the moment. Hello, Picard. Picard is coming out doing that exact same thing, but we'll come on to that in a minute. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't want to see any more of that. I'm not sure how I feel about Picard doing it, and I'm also. As much as I would like to see sort of Mirror Pike, uh, uh, Mirror Universe, I'm, I'm, I've had enough of that one as well for now. So um, I'd like, you know, get some get some classic Trek kind of stuff in there, Planet of the Week, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, maybe I'll be happy again. So, yeah. 
So something a bit different to what Discovery is. Discovery's got a big arc. So. I think yeah, I think it does have to do something different to Discovery. Definitely, they have to sort of be. They can't have two shows yeah. kind of fitting the same things. And I think from what uh, Akiva Goldsman, who's the main showrunner, is saying that yeah, they are going to do uh, essentially bottle episodes, you know, Planet of the Week kind of stuff with a sort of serialised overtone. So I think they are still going to hit kind of what they did a little bit in Discovery Season 2, I think, with with Pike stuff, with like the um, New Eden episodes where they will have these individual episodes but keep that a kind of overrunning arc. But we have, if you want to know what the cast are, the cast are, we've got Melissa Navia as Erica Ortigas, who looks like to be sort of the Sulu in the role. Um, mm. We have Christina Chong, who Rev uh, DeMar points out was in Doctor Who. She was in a, an episode from the um uh no matt smith's run wasn't it he was in what she would she plays laan noonian singh so literally deliberate voice uh deliberate sort of same name and i have heard as well that maybe her brother's going to be in it as well i don't know how that was confirmed um, is she part of the crew part of the, actual... part of the crew she is on the enterprise crew. crew she's wearing the uniform and the badge so okay. when a good man goes to war when a goof man goes to war <laughs> yes i love it. um bruce horak is playing hemmer hemmer is an anar who is on the ship so he's oh. going to be sort of the blind oh. Anar. He's got the classic look, sort of the pale Andorian skin, the white, you know, the white eyes. So I'm really interested about him. I think that's got potential to be quite a cool little storyline. Yeah. Um, this is the one everyone's excited about. Babs Alusan uh, Mukunt. Apologies if I can't pronounce his name right. He was in June recently as well, the new June film. He's playing Doctor Mabenga. I'm actually really excited about ah. that as well because um, yeah. he's a character people want to see more though. Um, <clears throat> we've also got and another one. Jess Bush is playing Nurse Chapel. So Ooh. we're going to have Nurse Chapel, okay. and we're going to have Number One, so number both characters one. played by Major Roddenberry in the series together, <laughs> which I think is great. I think it's brilliant. I think that's a, that's a good little yeah, twist. Yeah. Uh, obviously, um, Pike, Anson Mountain, and uh, Ethan Pecker in it as well. Um, uh, and we've got, uh, and I've, I haven't got a name up on screen at the moment. Uh, let me hang on. Let me quite look. But Cadet Uhura has played by, oh, uh, why are you not working now? <laughs> but yes, Cadet Uhura is in this. Because you well. need it. Sorry? Oh, it's because you need it right now. That's yeah, why exactly. It's that's yeah. exactly the reason. Oh, Celia Rose Gooding as uh, Cadet Nyota Uhura, Uhura, depending on how you Uhura. say it. Uhura. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's. A, I remember seeing that cast list come up, and I thought, actually, aside from the trepidation of non uh, non Singh, which is a weird way of saying it, um, I'm excited about that cast. I think there's a good link, especially with Chapel and Uhura coming on, and Benga as well. I think there's a good. We just need to, we need Piper in there as well somehow someone needs to on oh, dr boyce <laughs> find out where dr boyce went oh yes yeah well i mean that 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 campaign made a lot of sense to bring jeffrey combs on as uh yeah uh, yes i remember saying that yes as boyce because man it that the look looks very similar at, at this point in mm. his career but uh yeah i wonder if the soon thing i mean I, I, is just another like Alton Sung kind of thing where it's like yes there's a connection but Could it's be. just kind of <sighs> incidental and it doesn't really touch on a larger storyline or you know I mean maybe even philosophically it's like yes your your ancestor was uh, this yeah. uh, notorious criminal war figure that's like war criminal and it, at this point you know Space Seed hasn't happened uh, you know Khan has not returned in any capacity so it's just like no you know, yes, the, the the sins of the father, grandfather, great-grandfather don't necessarily hold sway over you. You have a place in Starfleet. You can uh, be part of this going forward. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to 
I have an eyebrow raised, but I don't necessarily think that that's necessarily a harbinger of awful hacky story writing to come. But, you know, you never know. So I'm curious on one thing. The, the reason I'm curious is because I'm kind of like collating a sort of history of Trek kind of document that I want to sort of, I think me and Otto were talking about spinning it off into sort of like a bit of a show and a discussion about, you know, what caused sort of like these early things like the eugenics wars and the World War Three. And it'd be interesting to see if that brings any more insight into that. And the one thing looking at the cast list is, yes, um, there is a Manu Noonien singing in the cast as well, who I think is going to be her brother and also a young Lan. So they're obviously looking, there's going to be a flashback at some point with her yeah. backstory somewhere in there so i think it's going to be i'm optimistically curious to see what they're going to do and hopefully maybe it'll go into more of the sort of the history of go this is what the eugenics wars was because obviously it didn't hit um uh what was it is it san francisco in future's end with uh rain robinson <laughs> yeah yeah in the late the late 1990s yes <laughs> the <era of> future <laughs> skateboards roller skates she has your thighs <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean it could be well i mean is it a good thing to reference the terminator movies where they had to keep moving the goalposts tempor temporarily how far are we going with the terminator films are we going all the way up to uh the latest one or stopping it like the good one <laughs> well well if, if we can't if we're talking about this because it's mm. an explanation for why things didn't happen that have already passed in time yeah. So they're they're having to move things and uh, re-explain things, and uh, you know this is why Judgment Day didn't happen, and you know vis-a-vis -vis con. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that's not the most optimistic thing to be referencing against, but you know it is something that unfortunately you have to do. And yes, you started your story in the 1960s, so uh, 30 years on seemed like a really long time to cast a cast a net forward but you know time moves on and those dates don't mean what they meant at that time anymore so you have to come up with an explanation why these things that have happened in the future still happen somehow so i mean i, yeah. I can understand that but that that's that's concerning to me <laughs> quick shout out uh thank you for to marto kegabana and apologies i can't say that properly rebels in action fleet in attendance good to see you um, Christina uh, Chong, yes. <laughs> Christina Chong is actually noted as to uh, being all ten episodes of uh, Strange New Worlds that are in post production at the pro at the moment. I think they're filming season two. I hasn't actually said anything about season two at the moment whether she's in it, but she's definitely in more than just the pilot, which Cairo mentioned. That maybe she's just in the pilot, but no, apparently she is in quite a lot more of it. I didn't realize just looking over IMD, she's been she was in Line of Duty, and now I'm gonna have to go back and find out where she was. And she was in Twenty Four as well. Wow, and in yeah not lols gets around yeah. <laughs> there you go i always find that you find unique actors and go oh yeah that's where they're from you know it happens all over the place speaking i did it today oh yeah i learned that um oh i can't even remember her name now the the girl who plays uh, uh <laughs> mariner in lower decks oh uh, in space force i was watching the new series oh, of space force. Wow. yeah fantastic Ta tawny newsome thank you tawny newsome that's it yeah yeah Oh, wow. Yeah, I recognised the voice. I was like, oh, who's that? Who's that? I've got to Google it, find out who it is. Yeah. Of course, it's no, the voice. Uh, yeah. Rutherford was in Loki. I didn't realise. What was he? Have you watched Loki? He's the um, the guy that's sort of like the desk clerk in like one of the early episodes that has all the yeah. stones in his drawer. And I was just like, Stones in. 
I know that voice from somewhere, and I've not. I, I know he's in. Um, is it the new place or, or another? No, the good place is it? I think he's like a main character. Oh, the good place. Well. I think so. Oh, is it him? I think wow. so. Let me just double check. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to IMDb Talks, where we just scroll out IMDb. Oh, that's right. It's funny as as soon as you mentioned Loki and and Rathbur, it's like, is it the guy with the Infinity Stones in the yeah. desk? Is it, it that guy? It's like, yeah. yeah, it's like. Obviously, Jack Quaid, we all know, is in um, The Boys. If you've not watched The Boys, go watch The Boys. It's yeah. very good. But what's his name? Uh, Eugene Cordero. Yes, he's in... Uh, he's in Loki, and he is in The Good Place. Yes, same person. Oh, he's in The Mandalorian as well. I didn't know that. Mm. <laughs> what? Anyway, sorry. Speaking of Soong's coming out from nowhere, <laughs> this thought just passed me by as we were talking about it. What was your opinion of uh, Alton Soong since since you mentioned him big, like uh, of him coming out of nowhere in the like the last couple of episodes? Picard's go, "Hey, it's me, Brent Spiner. I mean, Alton Soong, because I'm here too." Yeah. <laughs> like, what was? <laughs> well, all right. So there's 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 two. I have two opinions on. One is he certainly was a character in the show and much more than that you can't really say because he didn't really do that much he was just kind of standing there with the androids it's like yeah well you know uh destroy all of humanity that's that's fine you got to kill me too great that's fine but as a vehicle to allow brent spiner to continue being part of the trek universe and trek story going forward i think that's only going to be a positive thing for us because i mean i i've never uh seen anything that brent spiner has been in in a trek capacity and thought you know what i didn't like that i want less of that i've it's always been i i I would like more and he's he's always been great and he's always brought something uh unique and special to any of the roles that he's played so uh, as a means of doing that, then yeah, I'm I'm all for more uh, Alton Soong and all whatever this new Soong character that he's going to be in the the past of Picard uh, season two. I I don't know what the name is, but yeah, I'm I, I'm okay with this. More Brent Spiner all the time. Great. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. I mean, it's like you say, it was a bit of a oh, I'm an ancestor of a character, you know, but it's Brent Spiner. So it kind of works. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah well, it's I, like, I don't mind it. Man, is is the the Song DNA just such a straight arrow that <laughs> yeah, it, it, they it all always look the same. Be, yeah, it's just Prince <laughs> Finer all the way down the line. So it, well, I think I think the theory was that. Um... Uh, the original Soon from Enterprise. Oh, God, I'm terrible with names today. What was my? What is? Uh, what was his name? Uh, Eric. Eric. Eric Soon. Thank you. Eric, the, yeah. the, the theory was that they're just clones. Essentially, he didn't, you know, didn't do the nasty and do children the normal way. He would just clone himself as he went on. And Noonien took that on as well to make Alton. So. Some somehow Noonien Soon has returned. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that should be the intro to Brothers, <laughs> shouldn't it? Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, um, uh. What was I going to say? I had something else in my head as I was just walking down the stairs and I get a second ago, and it's completely gone. This is what happens when you drink beer. Uh, you'll be glad to know, Granky, I have got a, a salt beer. <laughs> there you go. Nice. I, know you've been, I've been I had one of those earlier on. That's what I had before my uh, King's Lie with the salt. Mm. 
but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I was going to talk about beer then for a second, but that's go. No, go for it. We're chilled. We're chilled. We don't do much here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you Peter or gonna, Peter Stars? Peter Stars. Uh, just big, sorry. Oh Christ! I told you I'm terrible with names tonight. Sorry. You know what? No, I, I I am going to take that as a very large compliment, and I appreciate that. Uh, no, this this is this is very much uh, a peated whiskey. This is this is Ardbeg we beast we uh, Isla single malt Scotch whiskey, and uh, if if it's Ardbeg, it's it's peated to the nines. So uh, it is. Um, Lovely and tastes like a bog. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> dear, What are... Okay, guys, let me ask you this. So with the series Picard Season 2, coming out very soon, obviously, well, I promise we're not promoting this. No one's paying us to say Really this. soon. Really soon, like within a couple of weeks. Like Discovery's going to end, and we won't talk about that because spoilers, there's quite a lot going on. But uh, Picard Series 2, the one thing that interests me with that, and I'm, I'm a little bit hyped with it, because I know, Walt, you said like time travel stories a bit a bit sort of faded and i, I kind of agree that it's, it's a sort of been a recurring theme for everyone to kind of go back to the present day or find an earth-like planet in star trek is it's very sort of yeah um sort of rundown topic the one thing that gives me pause for thought is this is actually happening in i believe it's 2024 or 20 so around the same time as the, and it's been noted as well there's been Bell, similar right. things the bells riots yes um i'm wondering mm. if they're going to address that because if people have seen the kind of the compound signs the same kind of era and they're sort of saying maybe this is the era when history changed what do we reckon there's going to be a cisco cameo as an old a, a, you know alexander bell no <laughs> adrian bell no what was his name fuck why is we mean to names tonight <laughs> I keep thinking of Graham Bell, Bell. the about? guy that invented the fucking telephone. <laughs> yeah. Gabriel, Gabriel Bell. Gabriel, Gabriel Bell. Bell, thank Gabriel. you, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how much we have to drink? <laughs> yeah, this is, this I, is. I will give you the, my, my first reaction when I saw the trailer that made it clear that they were going back to essentially modern day Earth was... Oh no, not this! Um, not this again! Not like this! It's like, are they gonna? Are they? Are they yeah, are they gonna save the whales again? Are they gonna? <laughs> you know, who? Who? What are they gonna do? Um, but you know, bringing in, touching on, um, uh, what was it? Past perfect or what was past prologue? Uh, no, it wasn't past was prologue. That was the one where they. That was like early DS Nine. That one was. That was. Uh, uh, the name, the name of the two-parter. But anyway, uh, the the bell rise. Ten, future tense. Future tense, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, Come on. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm trying to think of something intelligent to input here. <laughs> I'm chat. Uh, uh, I've no uh, idea. But that, well, because the, there had been some some think pieces that had come out fairly recently about you know how prescient that two-parter was. Mm in our our modern times it's like you know they're you know maybe not exactly to where they're splitting people off into sanctuary camps and stuff like that but you know how how oddly dystopian the modern times have become uh for you know one reason or another and that that could be a uh past, past tense, tense yeah. is what what uh <laughs> said yeah uh, thank you, Reb Demar. But um, 
yeah, just that 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 is a pretty ripe narrative thread to to have some uh, pretty prescient social commentary now. And then also, you know, the same thing that we were talking about before, how, you know, it may not necessarily happen exactly when they said it did on the first time that it's mentioned in a Star Trek series. So they have to kind of shift it. And, you know, if you're talking about uh, Q talking about the road not taken and when did the timelines diverge and was it here and how did it happen? Then yes, that, I, I think that's as good a spot as any to do that. And as good of a reason as you can probably think of to uh, do the lazy production thing of having things in modern times, so you can just use modern sets and modern. <laughs> That's what it's all uh, about, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and, cheap production costs. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I I, I I'm not going to be able to get away from the fact that the, when I saw it, I was like, oh, don't don't make this choice. But that doesn't mean that you can't tell a good story. And I, I am cautiously optimistic that they can do that. Well, what are your thoughts, given your trepidation on time travel shenanigans? Um, yeah, I think like everybody, I kind of um, been a bit of an eye on things and obviously waiting for all the information to come through various uh, channels that we're getting. Um, I think obviously anything with John Delancey is good. And we will have a bit of Q. So in some ways it can't be bad, but um, yeah, you're just kind of like worrying. Are they are they going to? There's a danger that they'll they'll try and be too clever. They'll be they'll they'll out they'll out meta themselves. And then they'll like, <laughs> oh, we can do this. We can do this clever stuff. And it, are they, yeah, yeah, jury's out for me. Um, Interesting on this one uh, I'm intrigued uh, I think there's a lot of stuff that like there's a lot of stuff that's in the trailers that in definitely interests me like uh, the alternate history stuff for a start like they uh, that seems like that's sort of like the setup for everything and whether that's Q that set that up or not or whether this is is this more part of sort of the all good things is this more part of the trial of humanity very much seems like maybe that's sort of part of it or is yeah, yeah I, I don't know this is i am very intrigued by the q's angle in this and guinan as well like because obviously we've seen guinan goldberg in there or or is it a continuation of, of tapestry oh. uh with the with the ensign picard it's like mm. is is that the road That's not taken one. that could be true yeah it's like there's mm. there's a few different ways that that could go yeah and i i was surprised in the trailer how much Whoopi Goldberg can still be mm. Guinan, and because it, it seems like she's a very different person now than she was, you know, in the in the '90s or even the early I 2000s. Guinan always was and, Whoopi, though, wasn't it? It was very much Whoopi because she was yes. a Star Trek fan. She was like the original sort of like motivated by you know Uhura and you know meeting sort of mm -hmm. Martin Luther King back in the days and the whole sort of like you know the the, the segregation movement you know to abolish all that back in the the, the 60s and the 70s you know she's all born out of that and that's why she wanted to be on Star Trek and everyone was like yeah you can come on Star Trek come and do it and so you know she kind of always <laughs> had free reign to do what she wants like I want to be a sick ass bartender who gives good advice to people done <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh and I can travel through realities and I can defeat the Q which might come into it do you reckon, yeah, do you reckon she'll do that again? <laughs> yeah. Because that's that's a thread that was dangled out there and never fully explored. Yeah, so, I don't know what it is. Yeah. And even, uh, you know, the 
what the history of uh, Picard and Guinan is. It's like it's only yeah. just been hinted at, referenced at. Yeah, there like we, was some, we, um, there's a lot. Mm. There was obviously we're talking about books like they're canon, but they're not. Um, but there were some books that do go into that, which is the first. I haven't read them, but there's I think there's a six book Stargazer series, which um, aren't bad from what I read. But if anyone wants to sort of go into that, maybe they'll invalidate like that, like they have everything else of the Star Trek book series. <laughs> <laughs> Start adding it as traits. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, just, yeah, well, yeah. Not to speak timelines too much on the stream, but yeah, well, interesting, interesting cards to come out. It'll be another version of Seven without Borg for sure. There is actually um, a audio book coming out. If anyone's uh, followed any, I know Rev Demar, you have uh, any big Finnish stuff where they do a Doctor Who, where they get the old Doctors back, like the guys who played them from back in the sixties, seventies, eighties, and nineties, and so forth, and they do full. They're not audio books where they just read them out. They're full dramatic productions as if it was an episode of the radio. There's actually a series. Uh, there is actually an audio drama coming out with Seven and Raffi, where they go back to Seven's past with the Fenris Rangers which is coming mm. out fairly soon and it's obviously it's got Jerry Ryan and Michelle Hurd in as uh, acting their parts. It looks really interesting and I'm really interested in an audio format of Star Trek to come out with the actors and I think that's a really good idea. Like hands up mm. if you would love them to do that with Enterprise as well. Just have some Enterprise audio dramas. Hell yes. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> or any yeah, of the other sure. series. Yeah, I'm a big fan of audio books and mm. audio dramas. I love it. Cause I've, I've, I love books but I'm not great at reading. So it just it works perfectly for me. <laughs> Does it just fall onto your face when you read it? Oh, no. Like the guy from Airplane <laughs> yeah. says, I've got a drinking problem and just throws the drink on his face. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, it, it gets around one of the most difficult aspects of continuing a story after time has passed uh, is that in a live action uh, series, you know, the, the actors themselves have obviously they aged. And they they're look not old. Gonna, yeah. You know, just... Just the uh, the Enterprise finale, just how much older Jonathan Frakes and uh, uh, Marina Sirtis are, just takes you out of that entirely. Mm. Yeah. Uh, because it's supposed to be of the same episode. But with audio, or with animation, it's like you can get around that. Because it's like, yes, I mean, voices age too. Uh, you know, it's like Mark Hamill can't be... Bye, uh, oh, well. Uh, well. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Hopefully... Hopefully many happy returns. Oh, he's, he'll come back. Um, he's, his laptop's but, playing up apparently, so he'll be back in a second. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, with, with audio, then you can continue to be those characters and probably be those a reasonable approximation of those characters as that age and just continue on the story. Yeah. So, yeah, I, in an audio form, I think that mm. is the perfect way to do I stuff think, like that. I think we see yeah. that with Lower Decks because Riker's obviously in Lower Decks and it sounds like Riker. You can just picture it. It's, it's Riker. Yeah. And how yeah. old is he now compared to Next Generation? So, yeah, I agree with you. That works, definitely, on audio. I, I have a friend of mine at the moment yeah. that's refusing to watch Picard. He, he's, he's fairly... He's like, he, it surprised me because he said, oh, I'm going to do a... I've been watching Star Trek. I'm like, you? Watching, you've only watched Smokey and the Bandit. And, like, that's all you've ever seen. And he's like, yeah, me, and, me and my wife watching um, all of Star Trek at the moment. He goes, but I'm not watching Star Trek Picard. He looks too old. <laughs> it's like, well, well, that's what happens. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> they do get old, but, yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, speaking, yeah, well, Just on, wait till the golem. Yes, on the same kind of tangent, seeing uh, Janeway in Prodigy, like because people sort of saw saw her in there and thought, oh, maybe it's just a cameo. No, no, no. Janeway is a huge part of that series. Like, there's 
uh, hologram Janeway is very prolific. She hasn't stepped out of her voice. Like, she is still Janeway in her voice, what in a characterization of it. It's absolutely fantastic to, like, hear. Like, I don't feel at any point that she's sort of phoning yeah. in or anything like that. She's really committed. It's, anyone that hasn't watched Prodigy, go and watch Prodigy. It's so good. Yeah, I need to download that. Yeah. Sorry, you mean stream it legally in the country that I you're mean, in? I mean, stream it, yeah. Ah. <laughs> Completely legally, mm, yes. of course, because we can do that here in the United Kingdom that doesn't have Paramount yes. Plus yet. <laughs> mm. uh, P Plus forever. Mm. Uh, I, 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 the only thing that I've, I've seen of, of New Trek, well, I mean, it's been fairly well documented on uh, regular timelines talks episodes. That all I've seen is I've seen season one of Picard. I'm almost all the way caught up on Lower Decks, and then I've seen uh, about an, a season and a third of Discovery. Mm. So, you know, I haven't made it to Prodigy yet. I'm, I'm hoping that Prodigy will be something that, you know, maybe we can watch together as a family, uh, because Definitely. it's supposed to be yeah. more child-oriented. I, I watched the first four uh, or five trek. episodes with my son, and he was, yeah, he was into it. I need to re-watch them with him, and I'm looking forward to doing that, because that's something to do, you know. It, yeah. Actually, it's like I, I had a, a proud, proud dad moment uh, because my kids, it's like my daughters are really into like the uh, the back catalog of uh, Nickelodeon uh, children's programming. So they're watching, you know, like iCarly and uh, Victorious and like shows wow. from the, the mid 2000s. And they watched some Nickelodeon movie because they would have these movies that would team up these uh, actors from different series playing different characters, but it's obviously still, you know, all these same actors. And there was a scene where they they went into a, you know a pawn shop or whatever, and there was a wharf cardboard cutout stand up behind the character that was talking, and my kids paused it so they could come get us, get get <laughs> me and my wife to come. It's like, and look who it is! It's wharf! It's wharf! It's like. I love you, kids. <laughs> Parenting done well, though, this. Parenting done well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The stuff sticks, I guess. So, no, yeah, I, I, yeah, I do I do want to get into Prodigy for sure. It's, yeah, it, it's... It, the one thing that surprised me with it, well, and I won't spoil anything, but, like, there's not much to spoil, to be fair, but um, it is sort of how... Like, it started off and I went, I'll watch this. It's a kiddie thing. I know it's a kiddie thing. The same way people watch Clone Wars or, like, Star Wars Rebels. Like, yeah, this is a kiddie thing. I'll watch it because it's part of X franchise that I am affiliated with, but really grew on me. Like, there's... there's And reading sort of the um, producers' comments and how they approach the series and how they approach Janeway and all these kind of things was, like... You know, they they took a lot of love. In the, the design of the USS Proto, or the Protostar, the USS Protostar, is really nice. That is like fast becoming one of the ships. I'm looking at Eagle Moss going, are you going to make that one? Because I really like that as a model. That's really good looking. It's like a tidy little sort of like Nova class kind of ship. It's like small, but it's, yeah, it, it seems quite cool. What, Walt, have you got your, uh, you got your kids on it yet? Um, no, my kids um, are not interested in Star Trek. Um, part of me wishes they were but another part of me thinking okay it's fine it's it's my thing you know they kind of the thing i sort of did you know, when i have i've had it on in the past the um, voyager episode on um and uh, seven on and my daughter saw obviously seven with all the like the implants the, not the full ones but obviously just the the small ones and she was like that's let's put her right off you know so 
uh, maybe they'll get into it one day. You know, it's uh, like everything. It's um, yeah. I'm not going to force it on them. I can can no, barely get into. Uh, just keep it on in the background at all times, so they have continuously. To watch it. <laughs> <laughs> know yeah, so it's. Yeah. <laughs> so, so so Star Trek becomes like North Korean propaganda or something. It's like you can't turn it you can turn it down, but you can't turn it all the way off. I was thinking more of like that Black Mirror episode where you got the ad they play the adverts and every time you close their eyes they say, Open your eyes, otherwise you can't you know, you have to be forced to be watching it, otherwise your entire life pauses. <laughs> Maybe. Is that a bit too dystopian? Okay. <laughs> it's for a good cause, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, my my my, child, my 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 eldest knows what a Star Trek is, <laughs> but he's watched some prodigy with me. But yeah, they're they're. I mean, he's he's six years old. I'm not worried about it. But <laughs> I think okay. Well, uh, I think we asked you the big last, this last time. But uh, cranky cranky. What was was your first was your first memories of Star Trek? Like what what got you into it? When did you start watching it properly? Wow. Probably The Wrath of Khan or The Undiscovered Country is my first memory of watching Star Trek. Yeah. Um, my family have always been into it. My real name is Scott and my older brother name is, my older brother is named Kirk. So it kind <laughs> of... <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember watching The Next Generation when it was on TV in the UK. I remember the first... I remember seeing Data for the first time and I remember... I think it was the second episode, or possibly the third episode of The Next Generation, and Data's really fast. He's putting in chips or isolinear chips into a, a big naked, board. Naked time, isn't it? Or the naked now, I, sorry. I can remember time. that clearly in my mind, that scene. I was thinking, wow, this is this is something brilliant. And I can remember watching DS9 and Voyager. Did you watch it on BBC Two at 6 o'clock? I can't remember what oh, channel or what time, but yes, if that's when it was on, then I yeah, remember, I remember I my sister it. coming across and she, she'd, she'd pick up the remote and change the channel. I'm like, what are you doing? It's a good bit. <laughs> so I want to watch something more interesting. I said, no, I'm watching my programs. <laughs> I remember, I think, uh, was it 94 when Generations came out? I went yeah. to the cinema. My granddad took me to the cinema to go and watch that. And I, I was, I loved it. Absolutely loved Generations. That's like a special one for me now because of that. Mm, no, no, that's a good memory. Yeah, yeah, I did get. I got out of Star Trek for a while, and Enterprise actually dragged me back into it. Oh wow! Mm. That's all. Never heard people I thought... talk about Enterprise dragging them in. I hear about the other way around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this is about sort of two thousand, probably two thousand and twelve. I hadn't watched Enterprise. I'd completely got out of Star Trek, and uh, probably about two thousand and twelve. I used to work away a lot, so I needed stuff to watch. I was on my own in a hotel room, and Enterprise yeah. was perfect. It got me straight back into Star Trek. How about you, Walt? I think I discussed this last time I was on. Um, yeah, you know, for me, yeah, I think I said that um, yeah, we were, when I was a kid growing up, I'm sort of born in 77, like probably around a sort of similar age to you, Cranky, probably maybe a touch older. Um, you know, Star Trek was on TV when we were, ki when we were kids. Um, and the only thing that was on was maybe some some old original series. You might have seen the old one of them, and it already had a bit of a bad rap, you know. Oh, yeah, flipping geeks watching that load of old. Yeah, it was. You know, you know, everyone just mocking it. It's like, and so all we kind of the new the only new trick was the movies, you know. Um, and I think probably Voyage Home was probably about the sort of first one that sort of 
remember it sort of being new and, and watching that new. Um, and then obviously it wasn't then, I think it was, again, as we discussed last time, we were a bit late in the UK getting um, Next Generation. Well, it came out in 87 in the States, I think it was 89 or 90 over here. Um, so by then I was sort of um, early teens. Um, and then so, but yeah, very much got into the Next Generation. But it was great, you know, we used to watch that every, you know, every week on uh, BBC Two. Um, and then... Um, watched DS9 and Voyager, and I remember when um, sort of when it seemed like the, the movies were going to wrap up for for next generation. It's like, oh yeah, they're going to DS9 movies, and, we're, and that, yeah. Yeah. Were, where are they? Uh, <laughs> and, and I think when they were talking about it, DS9 was still running, um, and obviously, so we we hadn't had the way that it, it ended um, with thing, things you leave behind, whatever it is. Hmm. Um, yeah, what you leave um, behind. Yeah. Really and, and and kind of when it when that finished, like it's like okay, yeah, the movies, you know, you couldn't, there wasn't really any, it was difficult to go anywhere else. You know, you'd, it'd be a convoluted storyline to make it sort of do anything else, and um, and it was, you know, so so then Voyager was the big thing, and yeah, I've never heard anyone say yeah, Enterprise got me into it, but you know, I, I think <laughs> a lot of us, I like a lot of us now are sort of are rewatching and stuff. You know, we we seeing some good stuff in there you know there's it's not like like everything there's not it's not all great you know none, none of it's pure gold of any of the series i don't think so just find them is i mean i, I like the like the zindi storyline in enterprise I yeah like all that I kind of stuff i love that season and, three is brilliant yeah and I, and I and i really got into all that but then it, again it, then it went into we were just talking about look Eric Sung and all that. And it's like, go oh, switch that off. You know, it's boring. It's, uh, <laughs> didn't interest me at all. I was like, oh, Interesting. Yeah. I know a lot of people sort of poop on uh, season three of Enterprise, but I quite, I quite liked it because it's sort of like almost the dawn of serialized storytelling and sort of like started the like, yeah. oh, Star Trek can do this as well. But I quite, I quite liked it. I thought it was interesting enough. It's just a shame they haven't referenced the Zindi anywhere else ever since, which is a bit of a shame yeah. because I quite like that as a concept, you know, a race of people made up of lots of different <clears throat> races, which is kind of almost like an anti-federation yeah. in a way. Yeah, I quite like that. But so, so you thought um, Enterprise was a bit of a a poop question, sir? <laughs> <laughs> a poop question? A poop question? No, I can't. <laughs> oh, do you know what the clip I need to get? I need to get the one of Clip going. I was a perfect gentleman. <laughs> Oh, yes. of, um, there's, uh, I mentioned this on, on Thomas Talks last week. Uh, the Shuttle Pod 1 is Connor Trenier mm. and Dominic Keating's um, mm. YouTube show. They haven't put it to a podcast yet, but it's, it's, not, it's a YouTube show about them. They would do a table read of Shuttle Pod 1, you know, where they're both trapped in the first season episode where they're both trapped on the Shuttle Pod. And they've done a sort of a couple of, uh, I haven't watched them yet, but they've done a couple of episodes with uh, John Billingsley on and um, uh, the guy that played Saval, what's his name? And Tannis. Oh, uh, Gary Green? Gary, Gary, Gary Graham. Gary Graham. Grim. Yes, who was in Alien uh, Nation as well. Alexander Graham Powell. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> he invented everything. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's, I need to catch up on that. It's sort of like a, another alternative to the Delta Flyers with those guys, which is quite cool. Definitely. Um, Captain of the Franklin was a Mako. Yes, he was. I quite love ah, that's going right back to the beginning of the show. Uh, I, the part of Beyond I liked <laughs> was they they referenced the Makos, didn't they? And they sort of the Franklin was yeah. sort of like a Mako vessel as well. You know, yeah. they they did play some homage in those films. Um, 
Where did we go from here? That was quite an exhaustive sort of link of one thing to the next, wasn't it? <laughs> I, 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 I had a, an interesting thought that I, I you know, because everybody is different in this, but, you know, it's a very exciting time right now for, for Trek just because mm -hmm. there's so much going on and so much that's, that's you know, new. And, um, you know, you can have a couple of different opinions about it. It's like you can either try and read and see everything you can before these things come out, or you uh, try and just completely wall yourself off so everything is new. So I'm just, yeah, I, I was wondering what, what is what is everybody's positions on that, and and why why do you like to be that way? <laughs> I I just like to see it when it comes out. I like to not know anything and just watch it. That's probably the get best everything way. from the episodes. <laughs> Doing it without yeah, any sort of things in mind, any no thoughts already with without actually seeing the episodes. I prefer that way. I think. Yeah, I, I try and I'm, I'm trying to get that sort of hit that perfect spot where I've just got enough of the information just to sort of keep me sort of teased in and hooked in. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm looking really looking forward to it without getting all the spoilers and finding out everything. And it's like even, mm. you know, um, I don't know if any of you guys um, watching any Trek culture stuff um, on the YouTube channel when they do all like the um, the ups and downs of the um, um, Discovery episodes and stuff and they talk That's through it all. Um, and 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 I find, you know, they do it for Lower Decks, they do it for Discovery, of like, say, oh, these are all good things. And and they point out all sorts of things that, you know, that miss, you know, oh, you see this in the background, you're like, well, no, I didn't see that. And it's good, because then you can sound really intelligent on Discord. You go, oh, yeah, I saw this thing in the background, <laughs> and it's like that, and it's like... <laughs> um, but, um, That's the sort of that thing I need to, when I come on Timelines Talks, I sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, but that, that, I think theirs comes out. <laughs> yeah. They put their stuff out. I think they put their stuff out a day or two before I um, get it on like Discovery on Pluto. Um, so okay, I'll see. It. I, can't, I can't watch that yet. Oh, I have to, yeah. I wait, and, like, in, mm. and obviously, and, and we've got you know on on the Discord idol. We obviously we, mm. we spoiler everything, and we and we try. And again, oh, okay, I can't see what idols watched it. I can't. I, I can't, can't wait till tomorrow. I can read, what, read. Oh yeah. <laughs> Because again, you know, if we if if we're talking back uh, back in um, the other franchise, which I'm, I'm advertising, um, if you remember back, when I was talking about it um, this evening at dinner. I said, you know, in late nineties, you know, we'd 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 been without that franchise for so long, and we'd had that drought, and then there was all the adverts for Phantom Menace, and it's like. Oh, it looks so good! Oh my gosh, it looks so good! Yeah. And then, when it, as soon as soon as you got the old double lightsaber, you're like, right, I'm watching that every week. I'm going to nothing's going to stop me from watching that. And then it's like, and, it, and it's like even now you look back and you're like, the trailer, the trailer looks so good. Still, the trailer looks really good. If you watch the trailer, you go, that's, that's one hell of a film I'm going to watch. And then when you watch it, you're like, yeah, I didn't quite hit all those spots. So you know, you just. It's difficult to get that that sweet spot of yeah. say sucking you in but not ruining it for you. I, I'm I'm such an uh, uh, I have a lot of time to spend on the internet with like work away. Like work, my work has like bubbles of like where it's insanely busy or just quiet for ages. And when it's quiet for ages, I'm just like there. I'm going right. I'm on the internet, so like, I can't help but just sit there and just read up on stuff, watch trailers or whatever. But the one thing the one thing that was hard for me was uh, I actually avoided all 
trailers and any in, in information on uh, Avengers Infinity War because I was really excited about that. And I thought I really want to give this a fair shot and not do anything or not watch anything. Didn't watch a single trailer, didn't read anything. I literally blacklisted a load of websites for about a good six, seven months. And that was that was really hard work. It was really hard. But yeah, I, I managed to do it and it was it was worth the wait. But I think for Star Trek, I, I, I kind of I kind of need to absorb all the information. <laughs> I just need to suck it in and just kind of go right. I'm ready for this. And I think it hasn't been too detrimental for the, the TV stuff. Like it's, they they like we're not watching. I think I'm not watching Star Trek stuff in the same way I'm watching Marvel stuff, which is like, oh, where's that coming in? Oh, where's that? And there's this link to this and that. But like, you know, I'm watching it for I want to watch a really good Star Trek episode. So I think it's you know different. I think they are definitely hold things back for surprises, but I don't think that's the main impedus of it. Yeah, I, I would say that I'm, I'm pretty much in the uh, the Walt Koenig school of uh, spoiler control. Uh, I, I I really don't like surprises all of that much. So it's like you know, if the information is available, it's like I'm, I'm the kind of person that you know, halfway into a movie that I haven't seen before. I'll, I'll start, you know, kind of side eyeing the Wikipedia article. It's like, hey, where, where is all this going? Just, <laughs> just in case. In, in some ways, it's kind of well. If it's going to be a disappointing answer, I would rather know now and prepare myself to watch it than, uh, you know, the thrill of it being some absolute shocker that uh, would really, uh, you know, bowl me over if I didn't have the information in advance. It's like a, that's the kind of mental calculus that I do. It's like. I would rather be spoiled of something that would be great if I didn't know about it than to be disappointed by something that I would hate if I didn't know about it. So <laughs> that's that's kind of where where I go. Yeah, no, oddly enough, it's like I did try and avoid uh, spoilers for like Avengers Endgame and stuff like that. And it's like spoilers for like some of the, the TV series like WandaVision and Loki. I didn't really want to know anything like that. And then uh, Mandalorian and um but less so book of boba fett oddly enough because that that was just i don't know it, it didn't mean the mandalorian me so... season 2.5 <laughs> yes yeah so it's like yeah it, I, I i didn't get so precious about that because yeah. just the the story wasn't grabbing me in the same way um <laughs> oh nice even the baby owner as well but anyway this is a star trek yeah. chat even on topic <laughs> We will have a so we'll yeah, Star Wars opinions on Tess. Yes, I was just going to mention that, Marty. Yes, opinions on Tess. Go on, guys. Uh, I, I will. I will give mine when I've heard your guys. Who, who has watched it here? First? Who has watched the anime series from What's the seventies? Animated series. Yes. I, I've Monica been watching it recently. Yeah. I've. Um, it's the first time I've seen it. Um, I think I've got half a season two left to watch. It's okay. It's Star Trek. <laughs> um, it's very much the original series. I mean, if you, I, I tend to watch it while I'm skirmishing or doing a galaxy event, and it's just listening to it without really watching it and paying too much attention. It's just like watching the original series, mm. and so it kind of fits. It's just twenty minute, twenty minute episodes. Did you know if you were to recreate than... that, the entire soundtrack is on Spotify for the animated series, which I found recently, so. <laughs> <laughs> including that great theme song. I like. I like that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I do. I do like the seventies music in that. Yeah. Wow. It's brilliant. That is <laughs> very sharp. It's very. It's almost almost like yeah. Hanna Barbera. One episode. Well. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Well, because it is it is Scooby Doo level anim animation yes. for the most part. Yeah. 
uh, it's what I took from it when I, when I watched it because my kids loved it. Uh, oddly enough, uh, they because they were looking for something Trek adjacent that might be something that was more appealing to them, and that's that's back when the kids were like you know six and four and you know really small and when watching it with them it's like this is better than i thought it was going to be uh there are some obviously ridiculous saturday morning cartoon kid things in it but i was surprised at how much of it was just season four of the original series in a lot of respects it's it 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 carries right along it's like the uh you you could you could kind of suspend your disbelief that it's just a, a morning animated, you know, Scooby-Doo Star Trek and just plug in like you were watching an episode of the original yeah. series more often than not. So yeah, I, I, it's better than you. If you haven't seen it at all, it's better than you probably think it is. And I, I think it's worth your time to, to go through and watch. If you it can. depends on how high your tolerance is for the original series. Like if you can't get behind that campy yeah. 60s kind of like the original sort mm. of part of it without the sort of moral philosophy. Like the, the I think the, the Spock episode where he goes back um, yesteryear um, is absolutely fantastic. It's like, I think it's everyone's favorite like TAS episode. Like it's, it's, it's really the cool. HA, HA episode. Yeah, 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 the one. yeah, that's a good one that is. Mm, that generally is like a really good episode of Star Trek. But yeah, there, there, there's a lot of mileage out of it. There's a lot of, stupid things like you know okay we only had one animation for this this bat creature that we're going to fly at the people and we are going to use it 400 times over the episode. and one soundtrack that yeah, one yeah. sound effect that you're going to hear 50 times <laughs> throughout the episode yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah there's obviously the budget constraints there is a good little documentary on uh i had as a special feature on my the the, the episodes that i have um on the making of it and it's interesting because it was all part of it sort of spun out of the whole we want to bring trek back but we can't bring a series back so what do we do and gene roddenberry sort of got approached by this animation studio who yeah and they said yeah we'll, we'll do we'll do it and um, my, my interesting little tidbit which i think i mentioned before but uh, although chekhov is not in it walt Kiernig is not in in the series he does actually write mm. an episode very strangely oh yeah <laughs> i forget which one but he did yeah it's like they couldn't afford the entire cast so it's like one of them had to go they couldn't even afford separate voice actors they got james duhan and uh uh major roddenberry to do major barrett major barrett yeah to do all every female pretty much yeah she she is yeah Yeah. she's obviously chapel she's mrs 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 you want to say it i still don't know yeah well yeah it's like and even characters that you know what they would sound like you know like koloth from the the triple episode it's like yeah no that's that's still jimmy doing doing yeah 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 no taz is great i like taz i like that we've got the taz representations of uh, kirk and spock in lower decks as well when they're looking, it's like, oh, those old scientists. And they look at them after they've sort of gone and beat up Landry for the second time. And they go, oh, yeah, those old scientists. And there's a picture of just animated Kirk and Spock. I like that in joke. That's <laughs> very appealing. I'd see more of that. I'd see more animated I like, stuff. I like that they can do things with the animated series that they can't obviously do mm. with the live action series. Like things like the, um, the personal shields. So when they land on a planet, they don't need EV suits. They just oh, yeah. got a personal shield. <laughs> things like that. It's... You know, with the technology that they're supposed to have at that time, you'd think that's the kind of thing they get, they would have. You wouldn't need a great big clunky yeah. spacesuit. The first so it kind of fit. Sorry, go on, Bob. 
Yes, yeah, it was, yeah. I watched that episode recently, actually. <sighs> and now you talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're already a veteran. Love yes. it. <laughs> I think that's a good point for us to say. Uh, I think it's a good point to wrap up. It's been a good chat to you guys. Thank you, uh, Walt and Cranky, for coming on last minute despite my pleas awesome uh, um, i'm going been... i can go and eat my hobnobs now wow <laughs> i've been waiting for my hobnobs god you lead a good life <laughs> and you didn't bring enough for the rest of us <laughs> um any fleet shout outs or personal shout outs you guys want to do since you're here yay some ghost <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> well uh, I, I would like to take a take a minute to just recognize, and we'll, I'm sure when he comes back on, we'll uh, we'll go much deeper into this. But uh, Automaton 2000 is yes. in his third of four, well, three out of the last four events. He is poised to win now. He's unstoppable so at the moment. Incredibly, yeah, incredibly just, unstoppable. Yeah, it's like so he's he's getting he's getting no rest. He's you know picked the the event types where it's you know obviously he's always been Mister Skirmish, and mm -hmm. so he's won both of these, and now he's got a Galaxy win too. So it's just ones that you, yeah. So I I guess we're. Well, I think you're on mute, well. Yeah. Oh. Oh. No, nope. but anyway, uh, sorry. So if we if if we get Walt back, then we can we can talk to him. But <laughs> Just, can you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> Throw it off the underwater middle bird. No, um, but no. Uh, to Otto, I mean, I know he's he's operating on very little rest, and uh, I, I hope that fumes, he, one would say. And, Hmm. Yes, so I, I hope he's I hope he's doing well, and I hope um, that we get him back very soon, and we can talk about all of the glories that he's just uh, uh, won for himself. Glory, and uh, yes, yes. <laughs> so, but yes, uh, definitely. Thank you. Well, since since I'm here, go on, yeah, please. I would like to say I would like to say thank you to the Timelines Talks team. So, are you doing big, obviously, in Stars and Auto? Oh. You, I mean, everything you do for, for the show is brilliant. Yeah, it's thank you. Very, it's, uh, it's a labour yeah. of love. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, on uh, that note, we won't. Apologies, we you. won't be back on Wednesday because I am going and enjoying myself on holiday. Apparently, so. again. <laughs> yes, yes, again. <laughs> Not the first time this has happened. Probably won't be the last. But there we go. I'm going to enjoy myself and fuck the rest of you. So there we are. But we yeah. will be back. <laughs> following week with uh, another Timelines Talks. Check our Discord and our event history. Obviously we've got as I announced on the Discord, we've got a Star Trek Adventure stream coming up early March. Uh, we've also got the Wicked Realm Games question and answer session with the developer. That's coming back up. Uh, WRG Ben's coming on so please go into the Discord submit your questions. 
uh, which we'll vet and go through. Um, we've also got our charity stream, which is returning April the 3rd, and we've got a few interesting things announced for that. Maybe there'll be a bit of a university challenge kind of tri trivia thing. If you've got a team in your fleet you want to apply, come and uh, come and join in. Uh, come check the schedule of that. We've also got a surprise guest announcement for that as well, which I will be revealing later on at some point. Um, but yes, uh, that, that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. Check out, but if not, we will see you in, in, a, in, a, few, in a few weeks. So uh, I will probably stream some Star Trek Online at some point then as well uh as i whim to do i'll put announcement out and we'll do that but yes um from myself from cranky from walt from big for joining us this week for a chilled out we'll have another chilled out track stream this has always been fun thank you guys for joining me we will see you again soon Ta-ra! <laughs>